Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, proud, proud, proud. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. It is the Sir Alf Ramsey Odyssey. Uh, I've got no idea which fucking episode this is. We've, we've been doing this forever. And we're just working our way. It seems through the introduction of the biography of Sir Alf Ramsey, <clears throat> we're not going to go any further with it, let's be honest. Uh, we'll move on to something else soon. But um, we keep getting distracted, don't we? Mm. Um, don't, last they, week was about. There's so many things oh, in the world. That's the thing. This is it. Yeah. Don't like, there's so much stuff around us. Yeah. Things that have happened. In the past, mm-hmm. going right back to caveman times, yeah, yeah, or before. Um, then you've got all the things that are happening now. Fucking loads of shit going on. Oh, there's right? all sorts, yeah, yeah. Fucking I mean, fuel I look out the crisis. Window I look out the window. There's stuff. There's different directions to look in. Yeah, and there could be I, stuff happening in every direction. There's a fuel crisis. Blankety blanks back. <clears throat> Fucking global warming, right? And then there's all the stuff to worry about in the future. There are a million and one things happening, and it's really hard to read about Alf Ramsey without the incidents of his life Mm. triggering off thoughts about things that are going on in the world at large. And that is the problem we've got here. In many ways, what I'm saying is, we are all Alf Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost like a touchstone for humanity. Yeah. If you like. Um, So we're at the bit where, uh, where is it? Yeah, it was last time. It was his secretary, uh, Pat Good- Godbold, um, said that he was a very shy man. You could not get to know him. He was a good man to work with, but I can honestly say I never got to know him. Um, Sir Ralph guarded the privacy of his domestic life with the same determination that he put into management. The mock Tudor house on a leafy Ipswich road that he shared with Lady Victoria, or Vic, as he always called her. That's nice. Uh, was a sanctuary and not a social venue. Oh, so no one was allowed in. No one. That's going to be what it's like when I get my shed built. Oh, a yeah. Sanctuary. We all want a sanctuary, don't we? Of course we do. This room where I would record the podcast, I regard that as my sanctuary. Mm. It's probably because I sit with my foot up against the door while I'm doing it. <laughs> um, I've got my feet up on the bed. I don't know if you've noticed this, Andy, but recently I've developed a new uh, uh, podcasting stance. I haven't noticed, no. Can I have a look? Well, uh, what I yeah, do is I turn, I've got you to the mm. side, so rather than look straight on at you, I've got you mm. to the side and that allows me to turn my chair, my potting chair, and mm. have my feet up on my bed 
while I'm watching you and I pull the microphone down to be close enough to my mouth. So it's right. nice. It feels like essentially the do- bedroom door's shut and the only other fucker in here is Nelson, who is curled up fast asleep. Not going to give us any bother. He's there now. Do you know what's interesting, though? I said yeah. Nelson. He's all curled up. You know how they do when they curl themselves up into a sort of a circle? Yeah. The way that we would all like, like to sleep. Like one of those lovely sausages. Like human, a lovely sausage. Cumberland human bodies sausage. are not made to sleep that way, but I wish they were. Nah. And he seems fast asleep. This is, a, this is traditionally his kip time, right? Between yeah. now and about four. And... Uh, <laughs> But I just said his name to you there, mm. and I can see one ear, and it just ever so slightly twitches. Even Ooh. though he seems to be asleep, he's, it's like, you say his name, and it's just like, yeah. little twitch. Fucking, yeah. don't think that I'm fucking, don't think I'm not hearing every fucking word you're saying, cunt. It's like that. Fucking hell, always on, Nelson. always switched on. Yeah, twitched again. Thing is, keep doing that before you know it. He's in front of the camera trying to join in the podcast. Yeah, he'll try and join so, in. All right, I'll leave him be. I'll leave him be. Be careful. Um, yeah, Sir Alf's Ramsey, Sir Alf Ramsey's mock Tudor house was not a social venue. And uh, No, I like that. I think someone's house should be uh, a place of privacy, sanctuary. Mm. I mean, the idea that someone could just call in my house. Well, that's what used to happen in the old days. When when I was a kid, people used to call in at our house non-stop. And I think that's why now I have hermit tendencies. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't really like guests. And I'm not proud of that. I wish I did like guests, but Mm. I'm not mad on guests. And I'm particularly not mad on spontaneous guests. Do you know what I mean? It's the worst. The popping is the worst. Oh, I was just passing. So fucking what, mate? Should have kept going, mate. We used to have it all you, the time when I was a kid. You, have, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't just passing because you fucking stopped and you've come in here. That's not passing. Passing would be to have kept going on to wherever it was that you eventually meant to be going. You couldn't. My mum used to go. She had two ways of describing it. She'd either go, "It's like fucking Piccadilly Circus in here," yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of understood, but the other one that I didn't understand, I don't know if you've ever heard it, is she go, "It's like fucking Paddy's Fair in here," right? And I think Paddy's <laughs> Fair, what the fuck's that? But then I realised she got it off my Irish granddad, who was my dad's dad, not her dad, but she used to live with my dad's mm. family when she was younger. Yeah. And their house was like Paddy's Fair because it was like there was fucking eight kids, two parents, and then in-laws like her living there. And I think he used yeah. to go, he was from Newry, and he goes, it's like fucking Paddy's Fair, right? And um, that, and so I start, still now say it, but for me, the, be, the, like, the bar is set much lower. For them, it really was like a fair, like there'd be 50 people in their tiny council house. Whereas I, <laughs> if we have like more than the four people that live here in, I'll be like muttering to myself, it's like fucking Paddy's Fair, eh? right? <laughs> Mind you, does get me thinking quite a lot about Paddy's Fair and how brilliant it must have been. The original oh, God, Paddy's yeah. Fair. Yeah. There's a fairground on um, round here. Uh, this week, it only happens once a year. There's a, there's a little town nearby called Hortonley Spring. Sounds Ooh, delightful, doesn't it? And they have Horton Feast every year. And the fairground oh, yeah. comes, and there's like illuminations, and there's a, like a, a parade. Yeah, you told and me about this. Did you go last year? I will year? have done. Yeah, no, I've never, because you know what? On the Monday of Horton Feast, which I think has happened this week, I think I've missed it. On the Monday at 4 pm, they have the roasting of the ox, Ooh, and they sell ox fuck. sandwiches. I thought it was and illegal I've to roast oxes. 
on nah. the Queen's land. No, nah, I think there's like it's one of them where it's it's like they've got dispensation to do it. Yeah, because it's an independent state or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's an ancient bylaw. Yeah, so yeah, the roasting of the ox, and I've never been. I need, yeah, there's always a queue. You've got a queue for about an hour to get one because it's so popular. But I need to fucking do it, don't I? I'll do it next year. Kids, that's always been the problem because it's fucking 4 pm. I'm always doing the fucking You're school doing run. You're doing the fucking school run, but they're so old enough now. Queue up you can just go your own, get, get your own way home or meet me at yeah. the fucking feast. It's up to yeah. you. Yeah, I'm doing it next year. Anything with a feast in it is so it's so exciting with the word feast. Of course like, it is. You know, but down here, fucking hell, they do a food, some sort of food fair, right? It is the biggest fucking rip-off ever, right? Barnes Food Festival, right? And oh. I went to it the first year I lived here in whatever that was, like 15 years ago. I thought, oh, that sounds fun. I'll go to that. Do you know what it is? Mm. They take over the whole fucking green in the middle of the like of the town, right? Mm. And they put up all these tents, and inside it, yeah, there's all different local restaurants or food producers or these mm. other fuckers, right, hawking their wares. Fine, but get this. Get on with it's it. It's not a yeah. fucking feast because you pay to get into the cunt. Let's say, I, I don't know because I haven't been in years, but it's a decent amount. It's like you pay 20 yeah. quid to get in what? for yourself. What? 20? I can't, I can't remember. It's, I remember it being a lot, right? And this is 15 years ago, so they've gone up. Um, and then you pay for your kids as well. But listen to this, Andy. You get in and you pay for the fucking food when you're in there. So you're just paying 20 so quid what's for the access 20 quid to the for? food. What's that for? Fucking I can go cunts. to these fucking restaurants anyway if I wanted. And I'm not yeah. even getting it proper because they'll give you a little paper plate with a sample of their food on it. Fuck that. Every cunt's got it. And charge yeah. me... Three pound for a bun with some ox and some apple sauce. I don't know if that's what you eat. Every cunt has to wet their beak, don't they? No Fucking shame whatsoever. Hell. Hey, get get this right. I've just had a quick look on Twitter. Uh, Horton Feast twenty twenty one roasted ox sandwiches this year mm. goes on sale at three pm this Saturday. Oh. And guess which football team hasn't got a match because of the international weekend. International weekend. Sunderland. Love it. Football free weekend. 3pm Saturday. Saturday's Ox Day, mate. Ox Day The amount of Ox you're going to get down your throat is unbelievable. It's happening. It's fucking happening. With an Um, Ox. An Ox is sort of like a type of cow. Don't know. Ox is an Ox, isn't it? So that's just Ox, It's got a tail. It's got a tail because you have... Oxtail soup, don't you? Yeah, and also you have ox so, tongue, don't you? You have ox tongue. So it's got a tongue and it's got a tail. So it's a mammal. Let's say that much. As <laughs> Can I have some that, mammal, I please? Know. I don't care which. <laughs> I've come for some mammal sandwich. <laughs> no, I don't want any sauce on it. You got any gravy? What do you put on mammal usually? Is that mint sauce? I don't know what the dumb thing is. Mammal sauce. We could find ourselves <laughs> down an unexpected one-off history box about the ox here. History of the ox, History of the ox. (laughs) An ox is also known as a bullock. So it's a male cow, yeah. It's a male cow. It's just a cow. They're the ones with rings through their noses, I think. Light 
work such as carting household items on goods roads might require one pair of ox. Oxen are usually yoked in pairs. Heavier work, further pairs would be added as necessary. So they go in twos. They work in twos. We like work. them, so you make peace. We, we always work as a double act. It's the way it goes. It's in our contract. He's the extrovert, and I'm the more thoughtful one. It's like them pet shop boys. You know that song, <laughs> Opportunities? He's got the brains, I got the looks. That was that, 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 that song is actually based, it's about oxes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this good ox, bad ox team go, <laughs> thing going on. He's a cunt, and I'll try and talk you around. Yeah, he puts the frighteners on you, then I come in to the rescue, and then when you're dead vulnerable. It's quite good, it's quite working oxen, Working oxen usually require shoes. Although in England, not all working oxes were shod, it says here. <laughs> you need to shod me. I need shoes, or I cannot do this job. And, you know, if you speak to the Ox Union, you'll know that I have the right to down tools if you don't shod me. No shoes, or I don't work. Also, I like to tap dads. They're very good for that. So, um... A pair of brogues will do me fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the Ox for you there. Might well, you'll be eating me. one of the cunts come Saturday. I will mm. be, yeah. Get fucking stuck in, 3pm Saturday. And um, hmm. just announced my whereabouts there. I'm not sure I'm keen on that. Stalkers charter, innit? Stalkers will be out in force. What? To come oh, and... Tim from the podcasts. Really? Getting his ox. Well, oh, maybe yeah. someone might buy you an ox sandwich. Nah, I don't want someone to buy me an ox sandwich. I'll buy me one. Hmm? I'm doing all right. I don't know how many fucking handouts. You're um, saying you don't need meat charity? I don't need me charity. I'm I'm meat solvent. It's not charity, mate. They just want to show their appreciation via the medium of mammal flesh. Yeah, it is the greatest of all gifts, I suppose. Um, all right, where are we? So Alf Ramsey. So he's a shy man. His home was a sanctuary. Uh, Anne Ellsworthy, the wife of one of the championship-winning Ipswich players of 1962, who isn't named. Uh, I guess he was called Elsworthy, though. Recall mm, Sir Alf and Lady Ramsey as a very private couple. Anne Elsworthy says, after he retired, I would occasionally see them in Marks and Spencers in Ipswich, but all they would say would be, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> they were not the sort to stand around chatting in a supermarket. Well, I can't imagine Sir Alf doing that, can you? in Marks and Spencer's in Ipswich. When Sir Ralph went to play golf, he would just go and complete his round. He would not hang around the bar. Oh, that's the best thing to do. That's the worst fucking part of golf. The fucking bar. Cunt I have completed my round. Jesus. I shall not stay yeah. around to engage in intolerant right-wing <laughs> chitter-chatter. I shall go home to Lady Ramsay uh, for my dinner. I have completed my round. My score was 84. Last week, my score was 85. I regard this as an improvement. <laughs> I shall return next Wednesday, also at 7.45am. Hmm. I like to I get around it before the cunts turn up. To your tedious golf club chit-chat. <laughs> that starts off as light-hearted, but all too quickly turns to the problem of immigration. <laughs> <laughs> I shall go home to my sanctuary 
and dust my trinkets and bottles. <laughs> I shall eat my dinner off of a tray in silence whilst watching the generation game. <laughs> Wearing my button-up cardigan and also a shirt and tie. <laughs> my leisure wear. Some comfortable slacks with a small amount of elastic in them. <laughs> and my slippers. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Another strategy was to reinvent himself as the archetypal suburban English gentleman. Great. <laughs> That's what I see That's me good, and you that. as. Ah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, we've come from nothing. And now we are archetypal suburban English gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah. It says the impoverished Dagenham lad who could afford, couldn't afford to go to the cinema until he was 14. Fucking hell. Was gradually transformed in adulthood into someone who could have been mistaken for a stockbroker or bank manager. Like us. You might mistake me for a stockbroker or a bank manager, but no, I came from poverty. I've hauled myself up by my bootstraps. And I advise you to never ask my advice on the stock exchange. I know nothing about it. All (laughs) All of my spare money is in premium bonds. Safer, simpler. I also have a biscuit tin under the bed with £500 in it. It has been declared to the tax man, don't worry. It's all above board. It is my flight money in the event of a zombie apocalypse. My wife and I know exactly where to go. I have a handgun, £500 in crisp £20 notes, and our passports. I am in the process of building a panic room in the shed. <laughs> the only person who knows the codes to my secret bank account are myself, Lady Ramsey, and Nobby Styles. I'm the only other man I would trust with my life in the event of an apocalypse. Nobby Styles, my my hard tackling midfielder and de facto Man Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Styles is a man you can rely on in a crisis. <laughs> we have a code word established, yes, if that's what you're wondering. I cannot tell you what it is, but all I need to do is call Styles, utter this single word, and he will be here immediately. Probably armed with a firearm. I never feel more comfortable than when I have Styles shuffling around my house on all fours, tending to mold my needs. 
<laughs> in his thick, thick glasses. <laughs> with his absurd, toothless smile. <laughs> A comforting presence, I'm sure you'll agree. <laughs> A useful ape man to have around, but also a figure of fun. He serves <laughs> many purposes. <laughs> I torment him with a stick for the entertainment of Lady Ramsay. <laughs> I have a mouse, a toy mouse, uh, attached to a piece of string, which is attached to a stick. I make the dad, I make the mouse dance before Styles. Styles is sent into a frenzy of frustration. Mrs. Ramsey sits in her favourite armchair, clapping and applauding and cooing at the preposterous sight before her. A gleeful smile painted across her beautiful face. <laughs> Once it is done, I put Styles to sleep in the back garden under a blanket, and Lady Ramsey and I go up and upstairs and make love, ferocious love. <laughs> we remain mostly clothed. <laughs> Styles is a light sleeper. He could wake up and fight, force entry to the house and come upstairs at any moment, asking for his Discover milky us. cup, <laughs> which is what we give him when he wakes up. Sometimes Nobby I wants wonder whether milky I... cup. He says, "Not yet, Nobby. I've not finished Congress with Lady Ramsay. Wait in the garden. You shall have your milky cup soon enough." <laughs> Sometimes I feel as I want him to discover us. It's part of the fun. Part of the thrill. Sometimes we look up and he's been there the whole time, just staring, <laughs> motionless. He's made himself his own milky cup. Some of it is spilled down his front. <laughs> Masturbating in the corner. His Gently. hard, his calloused monkey hand wrapped around his erect penis. <laughs> And if you'd like to know what Nobby Stars' penis looks like, then all I will say is this. It looks exactly as you would imagine. It's like a fat red crayon. <laughs> you know, one of the fat ones they give to toddlers. <laughs> a ghastly sight. Pitiful. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where is it um, his pinstripe suit made of the finest mohair was a suit of armour to protect from his detractors <laughs> this suit ah, it's a suit of armour it's to protect from my detractors of which there are many <laughs> many of them residing in the upper classes when he went to Buckingham Palace to collect his knighthood in 1967, he went to extraordinary lengths to ensure that he was dressed in exactly the correct attire. Oh. So there's obviously a guide, isn't there, what, what you've got to wear and how you've got to behave when you go to meet the Queen and get your knighthood and everything. You don't, you know, you don't do what Jerry Halliwell did and kiss the Prince Charles on the cheek. Did you watch that Spice Girls thing? No, I haven't watched it. I tried to encourage my daughter to watch it with me, but she's not interested. Mm. It's annoying. about feminism. You enjoy yeah, it. I, t I told her that. I thought that would get her involved, but no, it's all about Squid Game at the moment, mate. Oh, right. Oh, you watched that, have you? I'm watching it, yeah. Was that what she's watching? Is any good? Uh, well, I fell asleep last night, but as you know, I've been <laughs> okay. a bit under the weather, and all I keep doing is sleeping. A pod, a sleep, mm. a pod, a sleep, a pod, a sleep. That's just the yeah, routine just at the moment. Surviving from hour to hour, from day to day. Yeah. 
Okay. So I fell asleep halfway through. But yeah, it's, it's decent. Mm. I mean, you know it's like the most popular, most watched Netflix drama of all time. Is it? Yeah. Right. I should make an effort then. So you're expecting it to be, what a fucking knockout. Do you know mm. what I mean? I mean, I'm thinking, well, well, this has got to be as good as Dick Turpin, which is for me yeah. where the benchmark is. Um, I would say, no, it's not as good as Dick Turpin. No. It's sort of like... Anything. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's all right. I don't dislike it. This is where this is where time becomes um, a complicated concept because can you imagine if they just if Dick Turpin dropped, as they say, on Netflix now afresh and new, not not remade, yeah. the nineteen eighties Dick Turpin, bam, dropped on Netflix. Mm. Nobody had ever seen it before. I knew about it. Yeah, fuck your Squid Game. That's where I the think people. I, I genuinely think it would really stand up. I think the production values mm. on the show when I watch it back. I'm always astounded by how high they are because mm. it's not easy to recreate, you know, a whole historical environment, but they do it, yeah. right? Every, every last detail is present and correct. You really feel like you're immersed in that time and place. I don't know when the time was. I've no idea. Maybe it was the Stone Age, was, who knows? I think it was 1862. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, what's really good about Dick Turpin is, is that they're all half-hour episodes, but they're neatly packaged stories without mm. any fat on. So it starts, and straight away you're banging to the plot. And then every scene, it's like, it's really exciting and dramatic at every last turn. Yeah. But it has yeah. enough time, even in that short half hour, for emotional nuance as well. Like the ups and downs of the relationship between Dick Turpin and Swiftnick and so on, mm. right? Mm. And you don't get shows like that anymore that aim so high but managed to do it in just 30 minutes. Now Smash everyone's it. so indulgent yeah. with fucking Netflix and no ad breaks. It's like every episode's <clears> fucking 90 minutes. No wonder I fall asleep. Why can't they make Squid Game 30 minutes? That would be why Dick Turpin would be the number one show, because people would not be able to believe that you can cram so much excitement and drama into just 30 minutes. And you'd binge it's, a whole series. Half the kids would binge a whole series in one night. It's why we make these podcasts about 30 minutes long, because if we went on longer, we could, we could do these for an hour each, but people would switch off. And yeah, people, everything's people too long these so days. so much time in the day. What? It's like movies. I hate me- I like movies that are 90 minutes long. 90 minutes, yeah. If I think, and, I think that if they've made it more than 90 minutes, they're lazy storytellers, because you well, should just, be able to tell your story in 90 minutes. If you can't, you failed. I mean, the James Bond film that's out at the minute is two hours 45, apparently. I thought Fuck it was three that. hours. It felt like three hours, did it? I, I shat myself. Well, I had a little kit because I just nice. always do for about half an hour, which I didn't regret mm. because, let's be honest, with James Bond, you don't follow the plot anyway. No one does. I mean, there were... I haven't watched one. I haven't watched one for about 30 years. I know you're, I you're know. not a fan. I watch them out of a sense of duty. And I do like As them, an Englishman. But, but the, Exactly. <laughs> but the plot... <laughs> Is neither here nor there. I mean, I was saying that to my son on the way. I said, look, he goes, I never quite understand what's going on in James Bond film. I said, don't worry, no one does. You're not supposed to. All it is is he turns up somewhere, he has a fight and a car chase. He has it off with a bird. She That's dies off. right yeah. afterwards. Then he has to fly yeah. off to the Caribbean and do another bit of fighting. It just goes round mm. in circles and then it's the end. And there's a big explosion. Fair enough. But it's better longer and longer. Three hours. Nah, Three hours, way too long. The best James Bond films are short. 
like What's the spy who loved no me. That's the die. best one. That doesn't What's fuck about. No time to die. No time for this. More like. <laughs> hey, good one. I tell you what. If Mark um, Mode takes a holiday, they should get you in, mate, on for the Five Live film review. Is there? I mean, this is a genuine question. Is there nobody else that knows about films in this country, apart from Mark Kilmore? No, he just knows about them better than anyone else. Does he? Is that yeah. what it is? He's the best at knowing about he, films. He's got, yeah, he knows them better than anyone else. And he looks like a teddy boy, which is a... Yeah, which nice. is a bonus. You won't see him fucking packing it all in to make his own pickled onions like Barry Norman did. Well, yeah, never say never. Mind you, if he did, I'd buy him. If Kamoe wanted, you? nah, yeah. I wouldn't be. Kamoe's pickled onions, fucking... lovely stuff. Nah, now, Barry Norman's still on sale. Do you know? I ain't seen them for a while. We looked him up a He's while dead, ago for a piece of web uh, podcast content, maybe in two thousand and nineteen. I don't know. We got really into them for a while. <laughs> this podcast through... has been through many different iterations. For a while, it was just about <laughs> Barry Norman's pickled onions. It seemed to be just about horses a couple of weeks ago, but that disappeared yeah, quite quickly. Moved on from that. I was going through the old episodes. I went through and added all of the IFS episodes to the turbo tier because I had to manually do them all. Oh. So it took about three hours. And I was looking at some of the descriptions of episodes. No recollection of anything in quite a lot of them. They all look quite interesting, though. I might go back and listen to them one day. Well, you can, it's like I said at the beginning of this episode, the world is full of things. And mm. we don't have any rules or limits, so we often end up talking about all sorts of things. Like, you know, in a year's time, perhaps in a day's time, to be honest, we'll forget about the fact that we discussed at length Nobby Styles being like a sort of a pet to the Ramses, who they involved yeah. in strange sex games. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be a already. A mate of mine recently said he, he started a podcast, like fairly recently, last few months. And it's good, it's going well. Um, but he's n- not done one before. And he said to me, oh, getting used to doing podcasts, that thing where, you know, after you've finished, you keep thinking of things you wish you'd said, or you think about <laughs> things you said, and, and, and you start thinking about how you wish you'd said them different. That's normal, right? <laughs> Listen, you're asking the wrong fucking bloke, mate. <laughs> I said, if I fucking stop and reflect on anything I've ever said on anything, I said I'd be fu- go fucking mental. I think the trick is the opposite. Ne- say it and never think about it ever again. Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I literally, literally switch off the podcasting machine and go to sleep yeah, after everyone. Yeah. Just shut my body down. Shut my body down, yeah. If you start reflecting, you're fucked. Yeah. Reflect, reflect, reflect. Um, Yeah. Yeah, let's leave it there for this one, I think. <laughs> no point going back into Sir Ralph now. I feel we got quite um, a lot of Sir Ralph in there, though. I think we did. We got, um, looking at the, the, the source text that we've got in front of us, we um, we went through about six sentences there, so that was quite good for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll move on to Dick Turpin at some point. Deep well, dive I've up. got. A th- oh, I'd love to deep dive t- Turpin. Um, the I've, I've, I no, don't Rich. know if I'm in the right place on the document that we're using as our source, but mm. um, there's just a bit here that I want to read, and we'll go back to. Is it about the, peas? No, he goes. <laughs> oh, the, okay. by, 
by far the most obvious change was in his voice, allegedly the result of yeah. elocution lessons, as he dropped his Essex accent in favour of a form of pronunciation memorably described by the journalist Brian Glanville as Sergeant Major Posh. <laughs> right? So I like that. But then it goes, like Eliza, like Eliza Doolittle in Pygmalion, Sir Ralph occasionally betrayed his origins when he slipped into the vernacular of his childhood as on the embarrassing occasion in a restaurant car travelling to Ipswich, when in the presence of the club's directors, he told a waitress <laughs> during dinner, no, thank you, I don't want no peace. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it is peace. That whole fucking no section peace. is superb. But not least, the reference to Eliza Doolittle in Pygmalion, because in the musical version of that, which is my favourite musical, My Fair Lady, the scene in which right. Eliza Doolittle does accidentally slip out of posh and back into Cockney is mm. one of, I've talked about it before, it's one of my all-time favourite scenes in any film. Uh, okay. Worthy of a deep dive. It's worthy of a history box in itself, that scene. Oh, we'll do that then. We'll do it. Mm. It must be on YouTube. It is, yeah. Just basically, Eliza Doolittle, the whole scene at the races in My Fair Lady with Audrey Hepburn is so fucking funny. I got, it's like certain Laurel and Hardy films. You know, when you go back, and it, no matter yeah. how many times you've seen a particular scene, like in Sons of the Desert... You, you see it back mm. and you're still like fucking heaving with laughter. Mm. That's like that scene in My Fair Lady. That and Sons mm. of the Desert, those are the two films that will fucking muller me every time. We'll do it. Put it in the list. Sons of the Desert right. would be great to do. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Lesbians. Let's be in. 